0: Good morning, and welcome to IT Misfits Stand Up Stand Up, your daily dose of open source comedy straight from the IT trenches. If you're a guru or you're just starting your career in IT, this is going to quickly become your favorite meeting of the day. We hope to to provide you with a platform where you can share experiences, learn, and laugh, all from an IT perspective. I'm your host Jerry Black, and with me today is Tim Stevens. Let's get into it. Today's topic is uh, continuing along the lines of imposter syndrome. I thought yesterday it would be an interesting experiment to um, put yourself in the mindset of the the person who has the worst imposter syndrome in the world. There has to be somebody that is the worst in the world, right? They have it. They have it terrible. what would that life be like like what would your life be like if you just if it was the worst and then the reason I was doing that was because I was like well it'd be interesting if you I mean think about how crazy that would be and then look at any imposter syndrome you have and say well at least you know almost like well at least I don't have that uh and so you know how bad could it get uh although that might be terrible advice right because it could be make you um spiral out of control. And I did think actually part of, part of this, uh, part of going into this has been, at least with imposter syndrome has been for me a little, a little troubling because you know, the more I, the more I think about it, the more I feel like uh, an imposter myself. And so it's been a little bit of a, uh you know I'll be happy to move on to a new topic I guess. Uh and at the same time don't I don't know if we helped solve anything uh for anybody, but but for me it's it's a tough it's tough topic. So
1: (laughs) so you avoid the problem yeah by just moving on. Or you fix the problem by just moving on.
0: Well Uh, yeah I would say I I didn't really, I don't really feel like I have a lot of imposter syndrome to begin with. I mean, I do have some, and and certainly there are times, you know, it it ebbs and flows for sure. Yeah. But talking about it as much as we have has made me feel, has has made me, you know, I guess I keep trying to put my mind into that mode of, well, when I do have imposter syndrome, what is it like, you know, and, and even just for writing jokes about it. It has made you know. It makes it easier to write jokes about it because, you know, oh well, my imposter syndrome, my imposter syndrome. Well, then that sort of almost like convinced convinces me that I have it or that (laughs) that it's worse than it is, and and then you know start to uh, I guess in some ways sort of spiral into uh, a more significant imposter syndrome, and that's not not really what I'm trying to achieve. So so, anyways, uh, that's just my uh, my my kind of take on it. Uh, But anyways, if you had the, what, what would be a, if you had the worst imposter syndrome in the world, you were the worst patient, what do you think that would be like? What's one characteristic you would have?
1: What's one just trait that I would possess that would just, yeah, it would, it would, uh.
0: Yeah, what would life be like? Be? Yeah, I would wake up in the morning and the first thought would be, and then this not not joking per se, although it's probably you know, but like literally put yourself in that mindset and go, okay, so you have the worst, you are the worst in the world. Right. And you wake up in the morning and you go, and it's just imposter syndrome, not depression, not anything else. Right. What would that be? I
1: think. Yeah, I, I think what would be present at all times of the day, from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, is anxiety, for sure. Because huh? you're, yeah. Constantly, yeah, you're constantly thinking about, am I doing enough of a good job? Am I making the right decisions? Am I going in the right direction? Uh, have yeah. I instilled faith and trust into the people around me that that matter? right, to me in this situation. So the anxiety of constantly running that, those thoughts through your mind and trying to, to at the same time demonstrate that you're not who you're, you're trying to convince yourself that you are, who, you, who you're going to be or who you're trying to be can be a vicious uh, a vicious cycle, yeah. I mean, it could be pretty eroding over time. Um, I do believe that if you have imposter syndrome in in comedy, the way I look at it is the imposter syndrome comes from the lack of confidence. So I think I possess the skill and possess the drive to sharpen the skill and learn the craft, but it's the confidence. The confidence is what leads to the imposter syndrome. And the way you build confidence is through the demonstration of being a comedy, a comedian, right? So getting on stage, making people laugh, getting, you know, getting the outcome that you, that you desire. That's what reaffirms your confidence, but the syndrome comes from the lack of confidence, but also what's what I believe. And I, um I actually was reading a little bit about this yesterday after our, our last call yesterday is that, most people who have imposter syndrome actually outperform those who don't in that field. And the reason why is they're constantly pushing themselves, huh. thinking they're trying to compensate for where they think they lack. But in reality, they are so worried about their performance, there are others around them that are intimidated by what they're capable of doing, which I thought was very interesting. That is very interesting. Yes, yes. But I, I think... Socially, if that's where people struggle, for our listeners out there, if you catch yourself in a situation, say at a table with a group of people, and you start to lean back and start to criticize your behaviors, the way you talk, the way you laugh, the the things that you say, maybe you don't think you're an interesting person. You have to recognize that those are only thoughts and that's not reality. It's not reality. And the way that you cultivate those social skills is through practice, 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 practice. And I can tell you what's helped me greatly is this, is pursuing a, a, it can be a hobby, it can be a career, but pursuing the path of being a comedian is you have to get on stage and it's just you and you have to be yourself. You have to be authentic and you have to figure out who you are. Uh, which reinforces confidence over time, because you know who you are, or right? You're beginning to understand who you are. So yeah, that, that really resonated for me. And I, I hope that makes sense to all of you is, yeah, you, you need to catch yourself doing that, because that feeds into that imposter syndrome, like you don't belong, you shouldn't be doing this. You got lucky, is how you got here, opposed to the hard work and, and sacrifices that most of people made to get where they're at today Yeah.
0: all right well i know you have a you have a hard stop coming up here do you have any we'll open it up to the uh open source comedy side of the world do you have anything written for today
1: is uh, a couple of things is the owner of stir crazy comedy at, at in glendale arizona in westgate he has he runs a podcast his podcast is called business of comedy and I haven't subscribed to it yet, but I've heard some good things about it. It's definitely a resource you could tap into uh, to really get a better understanding of the industry. Uh, he is a club owner, and he also has other club owners as guests on his podcast that talk about kind of the the business side of things,
0: business of comedy. I like it. Yes. All right. Um, All right. Uh, I've got, uh, I got one I want to run by. All right. Let's hear it. Imposter syndrome. And I was thinking about this yesterday. I was trying to think of: is there a way to uh, to kind of turn this on its head? Like, l- instead of talking about the symptoms and things like that, let's dive deep into: if you have imposter syndrome, what is your what is your world like? And so, so when you when you think about if instead of saying, oh, well, I think I have imposter syndrome or something along those lines, like I have imposter syndrome. So I wake up every day uh, feeling like I am not really the person that um, that you that, that other people perceive. And um, in that in that world and in that realm and and being in that uh, spot, you think about things like. Um, You know, even just relationships that you have with people tend to be, tend to feel at times like they're fake Um, because they're not, you can't, I don't know, you can't put any real uh, faith in them because, you know, why would somebody like you sort of thing. Um, And then like, I guess I was just trying to think of like, what is apex imposter syndrome? if you put yourself in that world, then knowing what you know, how would you get yourself out of it? And uh, I didn't come to any, you know, great conclusions or anything along those lines, but it did, it did, uh, at least in my mind, make me think of, you know, a lot of the time we have, we have sympathy for people, but we don't, we don't necessarily try and understand their perspective. We say, Oh, I feel bad for you. And uh, And that's sort of where we stop, I feel bad for you. And I'm not gonna, you know, a a lot of worry comes, I think, at least for my person, for me, I worry because if I spend too much time trying to understand that person, trying to dig into that person's uh, psyche, that I'm gonna end up down there with them. And whatever whatever that happens to be, whether it's depression or or otherwise, um, or imposter syndrome or something else, I always worry that, man, I'm going to, if I do this, I'm just going to, well, I'm going to end up there and I'm going to have imposter syndrome and I don't want to have imposter syndrome. And um, just sort of a, a, um, a mental exercise of saying, okay, well, if I did have imposter syndrome, what would that be like? What is the, you know, the deepest, darkest, what, what if I wanted to be the most perfect imposter syndrome person ever, which is funny uh, because. Part of one of the ways you end up with imposter syndrome is that you believe perfection is the requirement. And if you don't hit it, there's something wrong with you. Um, so I want to be the most perfect imposter syndrome person ever. What would that look like? Who would I be? Like it was, w- what are the symptoms of it? And the symptoms of it are, it, it's a a feeling of falsehood was essentially the the best definition I had for it. And I want to know if you had run into that, if you have any uh, insight, comments, anything else you wanted to talk about? We we've, we've covered this a few times already. So anything new that you've thought through? Is that a question for me? Yeah. Anything new that you've thought through? Anything new? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's my turn. I I did. I did. You know, it I think this is more of a you know something to for everyone to chew on and think about and it's a and if the more i think about imposter syndrome the more i realize that it's not just a uh an ailment or a an experience that you have within your job imposter syndrome can be applied across all aspects of your life right as a father as a husband as a wife as a girlfriend uh, as a a promising and novice comedian or even a wannabe for those of you who've used that term before. But I did stumble across something this morning that I thought really suited and, and is a really good um, compliment for what Jerry and I have been discussing last week about imposter syndrome. So I'm gonna share it with you. In that, if in the last 12 months, you felt doubt and fear and anxiety, and just generally feeling like an imposter, And you feel like nobody knows that you actually don't know what you're doing. I can tell you, and I I actually believe in this, that you are on the right road. You're exactly where you should be. And that is moving in a direction that's uncomfortable, that has uh, potential for great outcomes, and that is a road that's less traveled, my friends, because it's uncomfortable And it's scary. So that that I want you to take with you. Chew on that. Definitely would like to hear from you if you have any thoughts. The other one that I want to share with you that I stumbled across uh, yesterday was really awesome. And that is, you know, champions. People that are pursuing something great or high performers, they are known to be what's called broken. And the reason why is we all look at people that are high performers and champions, whether they're in sports or business or their career, and we're trying to identify an aspect or a characteristic that they have that we lack. And the reality is is that they actually lack something that we have. And what it is, is an off button. They don't stop, which for comedy, it's you have to. Right for what we do, you have to. You you have to look at a lot of the comedians say, and you listen to their story and listen to what they think about comedy. And I think about guys like Dwayne Perkins and Mark Norman and what they say specifically in some of their interviews is that they they all say the same thing. They fail more than they succeed for sure. They're always nervous and scared. Uh, People are highly critical of them, especially their families about what they're doing and whether or not they're going down the right career path. And they always have these doubts. And they'll put in a lot of work to create, say, 10 jokes, knowing that one or two of those is really going to be good enough to take on stage. And maybe one out of those two or none of those out of the 10 may even be a hit. But they continue to push on. They continue to write. They continue to experiment. They continue to carry that nervousness and that anxiety and they don't have an offload. So wanted to share that this morning. Um, yeah, and it's, that really, I think fulfilled me when I read it, of I'm I'm doing the right thing. Even when it seems like I'm running in a hamster wheel, don't give up.
0: So, yeah, I think it's great. And, And I, is that your, is that your time for the day? It is. All right, Tim. So here are mine for the day. You know, I'm, I've got imposter syndrome. I'm pretty sure the kids aren't mine. Okay. The imposter syndrome I have comes in the voice of my seventh grade PE coach and the things he used to say to me, like, you're worthless. You're never going to amount to anything. Don't put your shirt back on yet. Things like that. You know, that's the voice I hear in my head. So I went to a therapist and I told her that I had imposter syndrome. And she said, well, even me as a, quote, licensed therapist, she used air quotes, I feel like an imposter sometimes. And I said, why did you put that in air quotes just now? Do you not understand how air quotes work? She said, look, this isn't about me Or my role, it's about you, Jerry. And I said, I don't want it to be about you or me at this moment. I want to understand what it it is about the air quotes. For instance, if I were to say to you, Hey, don't worry. I've got that quote money in my account for this therapy session today. What would you say? Well, I think I would say, if you write a check and you don't have money to cover that check, that would make you a fraud. Exactly, that's why I'm here. I feel like a fraud. <laughs> uh, there. Anyways, that's what I got. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining today. That's the end of the meeting. Thank you for sharing your morning with us and indulging in a little bit of the lighter side of tech. If you think of something funny and you want to share it, we'd love to have you share it with us, join the show, join the movement. Most importantly, if you heard something funny here today or if you just got something,